If you are looking to elevate your leadership and drive your nonprofit forward, I invite you to subscribe to the Successful Nonprofits newsletter. Every week, I curate exclusive shareworthy content that sparks inspiration, innovation, and conversation. From the latest trends to timeless advice, the weekly email newsletter is your all-access pass to a treasure trove of resources. But receiving the newsletter is not just about staying informed. It's also about getting our best content first. Subscribers get first access to our newest downloadable templates designed to propel your leadership and amplify your impact. And that's not all, my friend. We are constantly working on new ways to support you and your mission. So as a subscriber, you'll get updates on our latest projects, opportunities to participate in surveys, and a say in the topics that we tackle next. You will essentially get me as a consultant, coach, and confidant in your inbox, ready to help you navigate the challenges of nonprofit leadership. So if you're an executive director, board chair, or a nonprofit leader who believes in making a difference, join me as a newsletter subscriber. Visit SuccessfulNonprofits.com forward slash newsletter to sign up today. And now, friend, let me take you to the episode you've downloaded. Welcome to the Successful Nonprofits Bonus Break. I'm your host, Dolph Goldenberg. Friends, are you contemplating diving into the strategic planning process for your nonprofit, but unsure if it is the right time for you to do it? If you answered yes, then this bonus break is for you. And at the end of this bonus break, I am going to share an exclusive quiz that we have made just for friends so that you can determine if you are ready to begin a strategic planning process. Now, you probably already know the bonus break is a short episode that you can listen to while taking a tea break, and you will get the added bonus of making you and your nonprofit more successful. We produce the bonus break as a companion to our longer Successful Nonprofits podcast, and the bonus break covers all of the topics you care most about, professional development, fundraising, governance, board relations, marketing, and more. Now, one of the most exciting aspects of leading a nonprofit organization is getting to work on the next strategic plan. This is a time when you are able to actually put some things aside, not for weeks, but for periods of time during those weeks, so that you can actually focus on the big picture, That means that you're putting aside some of the tactical, management, and governance work. So you're thinking, hey, who do we want to be as an organization in three to five years? And let's face it, who doesn't love creating a plan that is going to revolutionize your organization or maybe even your field? As a consultant, I get a lot of questions about strategic planning. And for this reason, I regularly hold webinars on strategic planning, literally like about four to six a year. And each webinar includes about 15 minutes for questions. And it's scattered throughout the webinar, so it's not just a one period for questions. And one of the most common questions that I get is this very simple one. 
Dolf, how do I know if we're ready to even start a strategic planning project? And this, my friends, is 100% the right question to ask. You see, far too many leaders start strategic planning when their organizations don't have the bandwidth or won't fully benefit from that type of long-range planning. And I'll share with you that other nonprofits launch a planning process without having, having done their homework to find the right process for them. And in each of these cases, frankly, the charity ends up with a strategic plan that just doesn't meet their needs. Or, worst case scenario, they get bogged down in the process and never even finish the plan. In my nearly decade of experience with strategic planning, I have become an expert in knowing whether your organization is ready to plan. And by the way, that's one of the reasons that I put together the quiz that I'm going to talk about at the end of this bonus break. But I'll just share with you, over the last decade or so, I have learned that there are certain criteria that are necessary before you are ready to begin planning. And my friends, I would like to share some of that hard-earned knowledge with you. So let's start with the fact that nonprofits that are ready to launch an inclusive, energizing, and successful planning process meet four criteria. The first is that they have enough people to participate in the planning process. Now, that does not mean people have raised their hands and said, yeah, I'll do it, when in fact you know they're not going to do the work. Because even when you engage a consultant, planning requires a significant commitment from board and staff leaders who, frankly, don't only support the process, but are an integral part of that process. Now, for most organizations, this will mean five to six board members and one to three staff members. And all of those staff members are going to be staff leaders that have the bandwidth to consistently attend planning meetings and also to prepare for each and every session. In addition to that, all of your board members need to be prepared to attend a full-day board retreat. And your senior staff members, they're also going to be needed oftentimes to participate in that retreat, but then also to help develop those tactics and annual goals that are going to be essential to the plan. And I'll share with you the reason your staff leaders have to be involved in that is because they are closest to the work that is actually being done. And so without their buy-in in terms of what those tactics and what those annual goals are going to be, you are just not going to be successful. The second criteria is leadership commitment. So in order to succeed at planning, your organization needs both the executive director and the board chair to fully commit to the process. This means that they are willing to redirect resources and even make some tough decisions to pass up on an opportunity or postpone dealing with a small fire so that the team can finish the planning process. Now, we have all worked in a project that has lacked the full commitment of leadership. And we've seen what happens when things got tough or fires needed to be put out. Leaders would essentially take that project and put it on the back burner. And moving your planning process onto the back burner 
will cause everyone else who is involved in it to lose enthusiasm and inspiration because the planning process is just going to drag on for months and months, sometimes years. And I'll share with you, we call that planning fatigue. And really, who wants to work on a strategic plan where you get planning fatigue and end up creating an uninspired strategic plan? The third criteria is you need good relationships within your organization. Successful strategic planning requires that the board and the executive director have a good relationship. And also, frankly, that the executive director has a good relationship with the the senior leadership team. And these strong partnerships are essential to staying focused on the plan and on a common goal of creating a strategy that will guide your organization to new levels of success. Here, friends, is where I'd like to share a little bit of a story with you. A few years ago, I was facilitating a strategic planning project where the board chair and the executive director were locked in a battle. Before we agreed to facilitate their process, and when I say we, I mean Lexi and I at Successful Nonprofits, before we agreed to facilitate their process, we asked about the relationship between the board and the executive director, and we were told that it was, quote unquote, strong. But, you know, about a month into the engagement, we realized it was an incredibly dysfunctional relationship. Both the board chair and the chief executive were determined to force the other person out of the organization. And that made every meeting contentious. And I'll also have to share with you that that dynamic caused significant heartache for the board members and the staff leaders who were working on the plan. And toward the end of that process, of that very specific strategic planning process, the executive director left the organization. But at that point, frankly, the damage was done. Their strategic plan turned into an 18-month leadership transition and organizational pivot plan. And this felt like a real waste of talent and time because a transition plan for this organization could have been developed in a month or two with just two or three people. Instead, we had the talent of board members, senior staff leaders, and also consultants. And honestly, they got a plan, but probably not the plan that's going to take them for the next four or five years. Now, the fourth criteria, the fourth thing that you should not start your planning unless you have achieved it, is stability. And that means financial stability, programmatic stability, leadership, etc. Nonprofits that successfully create and implement a strategic plan are stable. And they are not facing a significant crisis any time in the next 12 months. So, In this scenario, when I say crisis, what I mean is any issue that could either force the organization to get significantly smaller or endanger the nonprofit's survival. And obviously, crises come in all shapes and sizes. There's financial crises, there's programmatic trouble, public relations crises, and of course, problems at the top, those leadership issues. And While sometimes crisis can't be anticipated, 
we often can anticipate a looming storm or crisis. As an example, my friends, you should know today whether you are anticipating a budget shortfall in three or four months. And if you are anticipating that, this isn't the time to begin planning. It's also important to note that many nonprofit leaders, especially the board members, are tempted to begin strategic planning with the hope of both addressing the crisis that is currently at hand and also preparing for long-term growth. Unfortunately, the plans that are really created and completed during a crisis focus on the tactical strategies for safely resolving the problems. And that big, brave, and bold strategic visioning and planning that you really wanted to do It just falls by the wayside. Now, if you have those four criteria met, then I also just need to share two other, I won't even call them criteria, just two other milestones you should make sure that you achieve. So your nonprofit will generally have more success at planning and implementing those plans if you can meet just these two milestones. The first is a history of successfully implementing plans, procedures, and policies. Let's face it, friends. Taking the time, energy, and resources necessary to create a strategic plan that won't be implemented feels disheartening and, frankly, soul-sucking. And unfortunately, throughout my career, which, gosh, now spans about three decades, I have seen this happen far too often where a board will approve a new strategic plan, and then the board and staff just return to business as usual the very next day, while the plan dies a slow death on a shelf or in a Google Drive. For this reason, it is so important to have an honest assessment and discussion about your nonprofit's track record in implementing plans, or frankly, even just... um, implementing new procedures or programs or implementing anything. And if your implementation muscle isn't as strong as you would like, then before you start the planning process, make sure that you think about how you're going to ensure you do successfully implement your new strategic plan. And make sure you have those conversations at the staff leadership level and also at the board level. Now, this could include something simple like the implementation of a monthly dashboard that you share at each board meeting or monthly check-ins at the staff senior leadership team meetings. But you have to make sure before you actually start planning that you think through, hey, how are we going to implement this? And that is especially true if your organization doesn't have a good track record of implementing new plans. Now, The second milestone is really kind of a series of milestones, and it's that you will have taken the steps necessary to prepare for planning. So a few years ago, a nonprofit approached me after unsuccessfully attempting to complete their strategic plan. And I got to share with you, friends, they tried for over 18 months. And you want to talk about planning fatigue. They were a planning fatigue. Now, They had met many of the criteria of success. They had committed leaders. They had board members willing to work. They had strong relationships. Again, they had a lot of those criteria, but they hadn't done all of the homework necessary to launch a planning project. 
And I'll share with you, that's actually why they ended up approaching us, is they said, hey, we really think we need a consultant. We don't think we can do this on their own. Now, let me be clear. I think it is possible to do strategic planning without a consultant, and I'm going to touch on that as well as I talk about those milestones that your organization needs to hit in order to have a successful planning process. And so the first one is you have to actually identify a planning process. There are a lot of approaches to planning, and it is important to consider which one is right for your nonprofit. And that doesn't just mean, hey, which one is the fastest, the easiest, or the cheapest. It often means which one matches our values, which one ensures that we get input from lots of stakeholders and that our staff and our clients or the people who are being served are included. For a lot of organizations these days, they're looking for that type of a process. But again, really look at all the possible ways you could do planning and select the process that is right for you. One of the benefits of selecting a planning process is it will help you provide discipline for yourself, your board, and your staff. And that is especially true if you are not using a consultant. Once you've selected a process and you've got buy-in, here's what we're going to do. It is really tempting for someone to say, hey, I have a great idea. What if we change the process in the following way? And that's often then, frankly, when the planning starts to drag out. So if you go ahead and you select your process, you can then head that off at the pass. Also, it's important to speak with potential facilitators or consultants. And again, this might also be you talking to consultants or facilitators who are going to be doing it free of charge. That might be a volunteer that has the skills and the bandwidth to do it. It might be a board member, etc. And I know it's not a popular opinion among us consultants, but I'm going to be clear. If you've got the right volunteer, you don't have to pay a facilitator to run your process. But there are many, many good reasons for you to have conversations with multiple facilitators before you start the process. And one of the most important ones is it will help you better understand what to expect from a facilitator. Um, it will also help you determine whether or not you actually do need to hire a consultant because you might talk to some volunteer facilitators who will tell you, yeah, I won't do everything that a consultant will do because it's a lot of work. And then you as an organization have to decide do you have the bandwidth to do all the rest of that work that your facilitator is not doing. But talking to consultants will help you determine how much you should budget for the process. And so that's the third milestone. You have to make sure that you have a budget for your strategic planning process. Whether or not you go with a consultant, there will be expenses involved in the planning project. And so we're talking about things like, are you going to have to rent a venue for the retreat? Even if the venue is free, are you going to be catering lunch? Are you going to go on a learning journey? I know I've talked about learning journeys some. I won't have time to really go into that today. But are you going to go on a learning journey? And how are those expenses going to be covered? So make sure that you put together really a good line item budget for your strategic planning process. And then the last milestone, once you have that budget, is to identify the funding necessary to fully pay for the planning project. In our experience, about half of our clients use unrestricted funds to cover strategic planning costs, while the remaining of our clients, frankly, use a mix of grant funding, 
major gifts from donors who designate specifically to the planning project, and every now and then some indirect costs paid through government grants. Now, most of our clients who have used foundation grants and major gifts, again, from donors who have restricted it just to strategic planning, have told us that this is a pretty easy ask because once they've got their budget put together, the funder knows that this grant or this gift is not going to be needed every single year. So friends, those are the four criteria and the milestones that you have to make sure you hit so that you can have a successful strategic planning project. I started this bonus break by sharing that many nonprofit leaders will ask me whether they are ready to start a strategic planning project. And that is why I have created a proprietary quiz to help you answer this important question. It is a concise nine-question quiz that will offer you some quick insight into whether your nonprofit stands ready to plan. This quiz is going to take you less than three minutes, and you will immediately receive your results that will, imp- that will pinpoint your level of planning preparedness, and it will reveal whether or not you are ready to start planning or need a tad more groundwork or perhaps even have to tackle some big obstacles first. I have linked to the quiz in the show notes, and you can also find it in the episode description within your podcast streamer. Also, friends, I would like to hear from you and invite you to share your experiences with strategic planning. If you're on Spotify, you can comment directly in the app. And if you're on another streaming platform, please visit the show notes in order to comment. And you can visit those show notes by just clicking directly in the show description, show notes. And of course, my friends, you can always email me. I love, love to hear from you when you email. That, my friends, is our bonus break. I hope that you have gained some insight to help you and your nonprofit thrive. And the lawyers make me say it. I'm not an accountant nor an an attorney, and neither I nor the Goldenberg Group provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please, if that is what you need, find a licensed, qualified professional and get the counsel you need.